podcaster. I hardly know her. Help! Meet Megan Bryant. She's an entrepreneur, a single mom of four young kids, a comedian, a super energetic improv trainer, and an award-winning author. Megan is passionate about creating happier, healthier human connections through humor. This podcast dives into all sorts of topics that tackle personal growth, professional strategies, and sharing positive messages to build up the communities around us. Each of us can make an impact. So keep in mind that you don't have to be a big deal to do big things. Thank you for tuning in. This is the I Hardly Know Her podcast. And here's your host, Megan Bryant. This episode goes through five different lessons um, that I've applied in my own life as I've navigated through some challenges. This one specifically regarding uh, going through divorce and what it looks like when the new woman comes into play. And so I hope that it comes across um, in the way that it's intended and it is with only with love and respect and uh, just, you know, my, my side of the process. Additionally, uh, we know my buzzword tends to be challenge and challenging. I say it a lot, you guys, I just do. Uh, and it's, I don't know that it will ever change. So I propose for this episode, you get yourself uh, real creative with a, a healthy style of a drinking game. Why not grab yourself a nice big glass of water? And every time I say the word challenge or challenging, you take a good hearty swig so that you can quench the physical thirst your body might have during this time of summer months or just uh, quench, quench the thirst of moving forward and overcoming, dare I say it, challenges. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode. If there's one thing that is consistent, that is that things are inconsistent in this world, and that is challenging sometimes. Um, A a little while ago, um, I got to do a photo shoot with my children's stepmother, and uh, kind of felt like it had been a long time coming. Also, just a lot of mixed feelings for it, I think, on both parts. Um, you know, from both of us. The, the, the journey of merging family things and finding balance um, always has its own set of emotions and, um, and adjustments and whatever. And um, so I had a really fun time. And we got some really great pictures. My my kiddo's stepmom is a, a really super talented photographer, and I have been a fan of her work for many years, and um, and it was really fun. So, of course, in the unpacking that I always do, there's just a lot of different layers um, that are involved with. Um, with processing through all of it, the good and the challenging, and it's all, it's all in there. And ultimately, where I keep finding myself in present day is only because of the path that has led me here. And with that comes all the different 
ups and downs. And so there's five posts that I had made in specific regard to the experience of moving forward with my life um, after the chapter of my marriage closed and understanding how to be the best uh, collaborator in the space as possible. Sure, I hit some moments of... um, honestly not that that bad uh some people really get crazy and negative and awful especially with the window of of social media after going through a life trial and i re- i really genuinely do try to keep things positive and even at the time when i was really in the thick of the divorce and those transitions um my intention is, has always been to be as uh positive and optimistic as possible while also getting to air some of my frustrations because that's it's my voice it's my story and um and there was a lot of things in my opinion that were really positive about the the transition from getting divorced and moving out when my children were really young they're still really young And it's been nearly three years since my divorce was finalized. And I had felt a sadness, um, clearly. I mean, at the time, at the time, it's like, what? Getting a divorce? You don't do that um, if you can at all help it. And you know what? I really, really, really tried to avoid it in so many ways over so many years. Um, And I never have claimed to be perfect. I do very much claim to be diligent in my own personal growth. And, um, and so as everything came to a head and, um, and I filed for divorce in the summer of 2017, um, it, it just, it all happened so quickly. And, and he moved on very quickly, and it's on the surface and outside. I know that seemed kind of shocking and alarming um, in some ways, and to some people. And you know, my ten-year-old at the time was asking me a lot of questions because it was confusing for him. Um, and yet, for me, I felt so relieved. I felt like that was the biggest stamp of. Um, certainty and like that I had made the right choice that there was clearly nothing else I could have done to make that relationship work because he had already moved on like pretty quickly Um, and I wasn't mad I wasn't mad at either party I was thinking I actually thought it was going to make things a lot easier because they were finding happiness together and I knew he, I clearly wasn't the one for him. And so I thought, whew, what a relief. Like, okay, great. Now I know there's no wondering if there's something else that I could have done. Right. And so I very much thought it was going to just be smooth sailing and I, boy, was I wrong. Um, this episode is not to dive into that though. It's to now take you on a little journey through, um, these five posts that I did um, on my Instagram account at Kooky Megan. Um, if you don't follow me on there, you can jump on and see. They're uh, spread out over the course of several weeks. 
um, numbered part one through five. And uh, they involve a very sassy, curly hairdo. So you can identify them fairly quickly, I'm sure. But um, I'm going to just blaze through them. These five different kind of phases of processing through um, the, the new the new relationship of having another woman um, influencing my children uh, and, and the things that came along with that and, and my opportunity to allow just even more growth and acceptance and really kind of an enthusiasm for the journey, um, which was sort of an unexpected byproduct of all of this. So the first post um, was titled Pause and Reflect. A lot of times in the bustle of a busy life, uh, we get caught in the whirlwind. And I typically am someone who makes decisions quickly. I see a need that needs to be filled. I take action. I start working on something. Um, and, uh, sometimes I find out that that maybe is not the best solution, but nevertheless, then there's action being made and then you can try something else. Rather than sitting in a, a rut of not making progress, I tend to be very action-oriented Um, and there's been a lot of things in life that actually it really pays to take a moment and absorb what's happening and, and ponder, uh, really pause before taking action. This has been really prevalent in my workspace lately with just so many changes coming with the whirlwind of small businesses being destroyed by COVID and a lot of these different things that I'm getting an upfront seat to. Um, in the business space and also throughout this whole time, I've been going through a lot of different things too, transitionally. I think I might've mentioned it in a past episode. Obviously I don't put these out as often as I would like to. And so by the time I do a recording again, I can't quite remember my train of thought from the last one, but a lot of changes that I've experienced just in these past several months, as soon as we went into this, uh, COVID tailspin was a, a change in, in my residence, uh, a big shift in a, um, romantic relationship that I was pursuing. Um, there was a lot of things that I was like, my role at work was changing with my day job. I was losing work with my, uh, 1099, my self-employment. I, um, was feeling a lot of these heavy emotions. I had, a um, I did an episode about vertigo. I had this really awful vertigo situation and I still am dealing with some of those, um, those moments of just literal physical instability. Uh, And um, so many things have been changing. And so I can't just really swiftly take huge actions because I can't can't predict what's going to happen in the very next moment. Um, and, And even when I make a decision, some things had changed a lot. So even in the process of buying a house, which had been on my radar for a while. And then it got very much fast-tracked when my landlord uh, listed the house that I was renting. And so there was just all these different hoops to jump through. And when we thought we were through with smooth sailing, then it goes through underwriting and it hit another round of challenges and just freaking annoying snags and almost had to trade in my Jeep a couple of different times. And anyway, by no lack of effort or um, just craziness, it was just a constant whirlwind of activity of, of doing things. And then when I finally got a moment, and now I still have to really consciously take time to find moments, to just be still, to pause, even if it's for a short amount of time, 
to look back, to take an inventory of the things I've experienced, to express myself um, and like really feel my emotions and, and tie them to the experience and understand them and allow myself to feel the anger and the frustration and the sadness and the excitement and the joy and all the things all at once and just be appreciative to really reflect on it and um, accept it for the experience that it is right now. And so that is just such a critical thing is as fast paced as the world is, um, I, I greatly value the moments um, where I can really just pause and, and take it all in. And then as I move forward, um, just really finding um, a respect for my own journey. Um, and to be grateful for the things that have come into my path. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things that are heavy and bothersome about things. And like, I, sometimes I wish I had taken action sooner on certain things, but I, I, there's no way to predict if it would have come out any better. And if it had come out differently, then we wouldn't know the difference. You know, you can't, you can't look back with any type of guilt or regret or frustration for too long. We just have to take it for what it is. Um, and so I don't live with a lot of regret, um, for the experiences that I have had, uh, <clears throat> in my life so far. The second one, number two is I titled, this is my fault. Really, it stems from taking ownership. Um, a good friend of mine was on a book club episode of mine a while ago, and she read some book that talk, she talked about like looking yourself in the mirror and saying, this is all my fault. Like This life is my fault. Everything that is happening around me is my fault. I mean, granted, there's certain things like health issues or, or unexpected things that might come up <clears throat> that are out of our control, but we get to be the ones who are still as in control as possible of the things we are in control of. I tend to take responsibility for things, maybe more than I should, um, and I should put more things off of my plate if they are not mine to be responsible for. But where I am today as a 39-year-old divorced single woman um, with a bunch of kids and now the the craziness of of owning a new home but having all this like these things going on in my in my life at, at nonstop personally and professionally these are things that have come into my life by my choosing in some way or another and so it's not necessarily that it's a bad thing but by taking ownership of saying this is my fault uh i get to celebrate even if there's a huge victory if i've had a giant accomplishment or even just a small victory of, uh, you know, I don't know, painting my front door, which was a, a really fun little thing that I did as soon as I moved into my house. We have to take ownership of our own lives. If you don't like something, you get to be the one to make changes and fix it. Maybe not overnight, but if you got to make a change and set your trajectory some other direction, you're the only one that can do it. And I'm so aware of that about myself that um, it's actually frustrating sometimes because there's just so many things that I'm like, ah, I want to keep working on this or I've, or I've done so much work on that and I want to take a break and whatever. I just, I recognize where I have had shortcomings and have really biffed it and been made stupid choices and learned some really painful lessons. And I've also done some really amazing things. I've had some cool accomplishments at work. I've had amazing friends and an awesome supportive family 
And I get to take ownership over that. It's because I also try to be a really good friend and a good listener and a good mom and a hard worker and all the things. And so I get to have amazing people and things in my life because I am doing that too. So taking ownership is not only just accepting um, the fault of this, the shitty stuff. It's also being like, yes, you also did this awesome stuff too. So pat on the back. Number three I titled, Don't Talk About It, Be About It. And I have said this saying to myself and to others for many years because um, it kind of ties in the action-oriented nature that I have so deeply ingrained is I cannot stand when people just talk about things for, I mean, it's fun to fantasize about you know, like big, wild, wild, maybe maybe slightly unattainable things in fantasy world. But people who talk about like, something they hope to do someday, a place they want to visit, a business they want to start, um, whatever it is, talking about it and never making a step to head towards that. Um, It becomes even more frustrating when people talk about wanting to make changes. And I say people in general, because this is also myself included sometimes, that it starts to be glossed over with what sounds like excuses. You talk about doing things, well, why not do them? Well, there's usually a but, yeah, but there's not enough time. Yeah, but I don't have the resources for it. Yeah, but maybe I don't have that in my skill set. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, blah, 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 blah. Um, And I just don't have time for the yeah, buts anymore. I, um, I, I just want to do things. I want to experience life. I don't want to wait for years to pass before I get to go on vacations and experience things in the world or have um, time with friends and, and things that are important or having just time where I'm doing nothing. Like, but that's important to me is to have self-care where sometimes there's just sit quietly with no music or no, no TV on, no nothing, like just the sound of silence. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, I just hate hearing things get tangled up in excuses. So don't talk about it, be about it, is all about like accountability to ourself and to others. If I have a big project I want to do a lot of times or a goal that's, uh, that's crazy um, or seems crazy, I talk about it out loud because it will help me hold myself accountable and um, you know, possibly that is my way of uh, putting a, a positive... Um, example of something out there, but then I deliver on it as best as possible. And I may not always hit the exact target I thought I was aiming for, but I always learn something new. I always um, meet new people or, or discover something about myself along the way. Whenever I say yes to doing something um, that, I, that I want to, and if I'm unhappy, again, like some of this sounds redundant, if I'm unhappy with something in my life at all, personally or professionally, I'm the one that gets to make the change. And if I hear myself talk about something more than once in, in any type of a complaining mode, I hear it and I will check myself um, and start doing something about it um, or determine that I can let myself not stress out about it. That's been a big, big thing for me lately is, again, being such a verbal processor. If I hear myself complaining about something that is out of my control, I have really learned this amazing thing of letting it go. 
and truly letting it go. It's not always easy, but if I can hear myself identifying a certain thing, um, I just let go of the parts I cannot control, focus on what I can, and just make those steps towards it. Um, so put, the, put some action behind the words. And if you feel like you might mess up, I think this is one of the beautiful things is if you feel like you ever might make a, a bad choice or maybe you feel like you wasted time because you spent it doing something that didn't ultimately lead to a result you wanted, you're still learning lessons. Like, and you can say you're sorry, especially if you, to yourself and to others. If you've hurt someone along the way or, or you've made yourself frustrated, you can actually say, I'm sorry about that. Please forgive me. And I actually do that to myself a lot because I just feel like I'm the one that's with myself all the time. And I get really frustrated from time to time if I um, have this long list of things that I can't quite get to um, in the productive manner that I used to be able to years ago. And I will be very gentle with myself. It's not easy, but I will really take the time and either find a way to pull myself out of a tailspin or call a friend who knows that I'm still okay and a hardworking, productive, awesome, capable person who's just having a really dark moment and, um, and sometimes offering myself that grace is the best thing I can do uh, to just take another breath and keep moving for the day. The fourth one is recalibrate. I found myself saying this word a lot about, I don't know, early April, 2020 or so, I was finding myself saying that word. And then I stopped to really think, what, what does that word mean? What, why do I keep saying it? And the truth of it was that from every day, we were getting new information at work from the small business administration, from hearing all these different things that we were working on that were changing um, as different grant program or uh, loan programs were coming available. And like, this is just one example, but every day something new was being presented. There was really not a moment for several months that it felt like there was not something that needed urgent attention. And so when I thought, you know, I'd wake up one morning and think, oh, this is the task I'm going to work on, or this is where I'm going to get started. And without fail for sometimes days or weeks at a time, it would totally go out the window and my focus had to change and being able to just accept it for what it, what it wasn't that I had to, um, there was no way around it. Um, same thing with the home loan situation. The first round through, we were looking at my debt to income ratios and one of the worst slash best decisions I ever made was giving myself the gift of my Jeep Wrangler that I love so much. I love it. It is like another, it's like a part of me. Um, and I know that sounds silly and I just don't care, but it has the largest car payment I've ever had in my life. And I was sick to my stomach for days after I first got it. And it was really messing up my ability to buy a home. And that was a slap in the face. And um, so I had to start looking, what were the options going to be? I started looking at trading in that lease and getting freaking stupid minivan or something again. And just um, no offense to anyone driving minivans. I just can't do it. I cannot do it. Rah. Um, I just had to start 
evaluating everything and drilling down and unpacking every little detail of my own financial world to stare at its ugliness in the face to figure out how to make it work. In the end, um, by many, many phone calls and lots of tears later of frustrations with myself and not knowing how to get out of that predicament and get to a point of being able to close on this home, I ended up being able to refinance the Jeep in a, a way that I didn't realize wasn't even an option. It was even an option through a local credit union and saved myself several hundred dollars a month on the car payment. And it all came together miraculously after many, 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 many um, exhausting conversations and phone calls and scheming and, and figuring it all out. And th- so there's m- many, many examples of needing to recalibrate. When something happens, you know, on the days I have my kids and those days never go exactly how I expect, but they always, well, no, that's not necessarily true. I expect that they're going to be, uh, they're, they're going to be their own variety of crazy. Like as long as everyone is healthy and fed and I give, um, a few, at least a few minutes of dedicated attention to each child each day, it just doesn't look exactly like if I tried to schedule it, it wouldn't look that way. I'm sure that makes sense. And you can probably relate to that, but I do expect that. I think the thing is with recal being ready to recalibrate on a moment's notice to handle things as smoothly as possible and to stretch myself and my own abilities, um, in adaptability. Um, I find that, my expectations are more manageable because I know that it will never be perfect and it will never be, um, it would never be uh, structured the way I thought. And I think that's part of the letting go of things I can't control. You can only outline what you maybe need to get done and just know that the day is going to flow the way it's going to flow and have, have um, kind of some grace and enthusiasm on that man, am I a broken record? I kind of feel like I am. Oh, we're this far in. We're going to keep going. Um, but accepting the fact, I guess one final thought on the recalibrate portion is it's been uh, a wild few months. And I think we still have several more months ahead of us, possibly even longer, uh, before we establish whatever this new normal ish situation is. But I have really enjoyed so far, steps one through four, allowing me to really do a, a full-on recalibration of my life and looking at the things that I want in my life that I do have some control over and really being a full participant in my own life. Um, it doesn't make it easy all the time, but the pivoting, which I know is a major buzzword lately, it's kind of uh, satisfying and exciting when things, um, when you keep going, when you just keep forging ahead. And uh, that leads me to the last, number five. Um, it's a whole bunch of F words. <laughs> and yeah, some of the unpleasant ones, like an obvious one that you may have thought of, um, which I actually like to say the F word and I do it a lot. <sighs> so there. I won't on here. Um, other words, though, forgiveness, family, future, flowers. I could go on. Fun, fantastic, um, fortifying, flavorful, 
uh, frizzle frazzle. I don't know. All the things. Um, there's a there's a game that I play in improv that's called Three Things, and I use it as a kind of a way to spur my brain out of a negative mindset if I ever need to, where I will just say to myself, like, what are three things that make you smile that start with the letter T? And then it makes my, it makes my brain go, hmm, okay, T. Time, tamales, t- uh, Tetris. And then suddenly I'm thinking about three different things that I wasn't thinking about a minute before. And it unblocks me if I'm in like a writer's block situation, which happens uh, in my little creative world. It also just expands my mind to all these other things that are going on um, beyond just that little immediate frame of reference in my little home office. I love to use that question uh, if I am meeting someone new or if I'm coaching business people to announce themselves on like a Zoom call instead of just saying all their list of credentials they can use the three things method of two things that are fun facts about them professionally. And then the third thing is something that would either be an unusual thing about them, a hobby, a weird collection, whatever, whatever the thing is. And then it just, it tends to take our brains in a less focused yet more focused pattern of seeing how much we have to offer and um, the variety of the world around us and the potential of the things that exist in our own little space. So the final number five um, post was just all about these F words that bring, bring everything full circle um, because it's, it's an ongoing thing there's always a need for forgiveness for ourselves and others, uh, having a really crisp, clear focus on my family and um, the things that I love. I love flowers. There are two things I rubberneck for in life, and that is Jeep Wranglers and flowers. And I get distracted so easily when I look at the bright colors and the beautiful little petals and the way they grow in all different shapes and sizes and textures and um, and they're all beautiful and I am a sucker for metaphors, but flowers for me are like a overload because they show such variety of beauty and even teensy tiny little flowers are so bold and bright and, um, and in the seasons of spring evolving into the summer months and then as they fade away in to the, the fall and the winter when the color is gone for a time. And, and yet they come back to full life again in the spring and they are renewed and, um, and it's a beautiful thing and they are, they are fragrant and they are, they are just, uh, they add so much um, visual um, and uh, to me, just like the, 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 uh, surroundings, the, the vibe, um, of just a, a little flower blowing in the wind or, or standing strong in its big shrub on a hot summer day and, oh, ah, whatever. It's so simple, 
and yet um, we complicate things in life so much. And and I really just am, am grateful and happy to be at a place where I, I truly appreciate just like the simplest things. Because then when the, the moments come where the swings are so big and I don't know how to hold on um, or don't want to, I... I know deep down that everything will keep moving forward and, um, and that these things are all for the greater good of our experience. And, and even though I can't like predict the future, I mean, I can to an extent, I, I don't know exactly what other challenges might be laid in front of me. I know that when I lead with love and forgiveness and solid intentions and a, and a moral compass that I am proud of, that the good things will come. And I often the, the good things that have presented themselves in my life are so much better than I would have even known to ask for. And so in this journey of um, sometimes feeling um, like maybe I was a failure um, in some ways and um, not having... Uh, like not really having a clear understanding of why certain things had to happen a certain way. I still think that I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose it to be any different. I, I'm so grateful for the path that I've had and for the children that I got from my marriage and the lessons that I learned. And I have become a woman that I'm really, really, proud of and like 94% of the time I'm a hundred percent confident in myself and and I have learned so many things that um you know we we want to serve others and it, it can only work if we learn to love and serve ourselves and so I, I take some of these little lessons here of pausing and reflecting and taking ownership and doing the things I say I'm going to do and being willing to recalibrate and be adaptable to my life as it changes and presents new opportunities and to find um, this fantastic array of fabulous uh, words to fortify my vocabulary uh, in a frivolous, fancy, fruity manner. Um, like, look how many things... What other F-words have you thought of while you've been listening to this? Did you think of any other ones? Well, you're like, Megan, why didn't you think of this one? Fart. Fan. Uh, what, now I'm just looking around. I'm looking around my house for things. What else? Um, there's just so much yet to be explored. and And I am grateful for um, the fact that my children actually ended up with a stepmother who, um, who they really like and who they care about. And she very much seems to be genuine and care for them as well. And hold on one second. My little neighbor kids are asking. Please hold. Hi, dudes. They come back tomorrow night. So... You wanted to bring us something? What is it? 
<gasps> awesome. Thank you. I'll make sure to give it to the kids. We'll see you guys tomorrow, okay? Thank you. My kiddos ended up with a really cool stepmom. And she and I have uh, come a long way. And unfortunately, I think we hit detours that neither of us needed because other people say and do stupid things that uh, I think made us each think that things were worse than they maybe needed to be in some ways. Some things were pretty shitty anyway. Uh, but that's where forgiveness comes in. And, um, and I... I already knew I liked her a long time ago. I thought she was a pretty cool chick. And and hearing some of the differences, you know, there's some things I think we probably still don't necessarily see eye to eye on. And I think that's okay. I think my children are just, um, they're going to have this broad scope of of things to learn from and different influences to learn from and become individuals who are strong and independent and um and our family is a big big group of people that i i have a lot of love and respect for for her and uh for everyone involved and god this is getting weird and tangenty and whatever but um i I am so happy right now in my life. Um, and it would not be what it is without all the craziness. And so for whatever it's worth, that is um, just something I thought was really fun was to be able to take a slew of of pictures and, and some of them. Um, I look at them and I feel like, wow, I feel really beautiful in photographs by a woman who I really felt like has hated my guts. I don't know if that's the case, but I definitely felt that way. Um, but it's a, a pretty amazing uh, thing to just step back and, and look and see that um, we can work together to make things the best way possible for the many children that are involved and, and for ourselves and for each other and, um, and sharing talents and time and, and all these things is a really positive thing. And it makes me feel a lot better and, um, and a kind of healing that is a really great thing. One of the things that, um, we learn in improv too is that when you're in a scene together you you don't focus on being funny you focus on making your scene partner look good and I never um I don't know if there were times that it came across like this but I never ever wanted it to sound like I was being negative specifically towards this woman because I I already knew knew a little bit about her and, and I liked her and I I knew that there had to have been struggles in her path and very empathetic to other people's journeys and um and there were times that people would want to rally with me and get mad and angry about things that either she said or did or that my ex-husband said or did or whatever and 
Um, and sure, I get mad and I've been frustrated and I wanted to say and do mean things at times. Uh, but it was not productive. And I, over the past several years, in more than one case, have found myself really assuming the best and doing doing what I could to even be on the defense if someone else wanted to say something mean or hurtful. Because um, when, we, when we put down our um, insecurities and our anger and our, our negativities, then we can focus on making each other look good. And if we both are doing that, then we both win. So I can show off her awesome photography skills and in turn she really (sighs) captured photos that make me feel beautiful and I've really struggled with that confidence and feeling beautiful over the years and and now some of her own personal experiences are things that we can relate on and she um she wanted to help help me overcome that um in her own way which was pretty damn cool so anyway oh, life is good it's messy but man is it good i'm so happy in my new little house in my little life and having gone through so many things that have made me <laughs> have made me this weird kooky lady that I am and and at least today in this moment I I really like old kooky Megan so <sighs> there it is there's there's your five things I don't know. I don't know what was in there. You know, you know me second guessing it right as I'm on the home stretch. So thank you for listening in. And I would be curious to hear what other F words you might have thought of (laughs) during this podcast. Feel free to leave a five star review that said what your F words were or comment somewhere. I don't care. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Either way, regardless. Thank you for your time, and I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous day wherever you are in the world. Thanks for listening to the I Hardly Know Her podcast. You can follow along with all of Megan's shenanigans at meetmeganbryant.com. I'm Sean Hancock with RecycledMindsComedy.com. <laughs>